All right, it's 6 o'clock. It's mutinyradio.fm in .sf. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We've got a really full list tonight, which is fantastic. Um, the way things work here at the Joke Workshop, comedians get four minutes, and then we have four minutes of comments. Have your masks on inside. Um, if you want, please pay, take notes. I take notes. Pay attention. Come up with great tags. Be super helpful. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. So nice little compliment up front. Give them the poop in the middle and then maybe a crispy brioche bun on the bottom. So, uh, but the more we want to pay attention and help each other and, you know, build community or whatever the fuck. Um, but I'm only eight people can be allowed inside at a time. So we're just going to make sure that we have that number in, in there. And But I do, it, it is great. People, the whole point is that People pay attention to your jokes and stuff like that. Peter struck by, oh my God. Okay, Peter's here, I'm excited. All right, we have such a full list, we're just gonna jump right into it. Clap your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Matthew Quirk, yay! All right, I can't wait to get the good feedback from everyone outside smoking. Uh, anyway, Pam, I really love the artwork in here. Uh, who did it? Pennywise? <laughs> or are these the drawings of someone coming down from meth or something? Or the self-portraits of meth addiction. So, uh, my girlfriend spotted something on my back. In this perfect spot in your back where you can't reach to scratch or you can't, like, see it or anything. So she took a photo of it. It like, so it's like, I have a lot of freckles. This is an unusual mark. And uh, I looked at it, and uh, it looked like the, the storm on Jupiter. Exactly like the storm on Jupiter. <laughs> Same background and everything. So I made me nervous, you know? I got the storm on Jupiter going on back there. I might have a cancerous back. Yeah. So, joke workshop. I'm coming here with jokes that are so new, I haven't even thought of them yet. <laughs> How's it going? So, uh, one of the uh, incel insurrectionists got turned in by his banker. Uh, the banker isn't going to jail. There's no threat of bankers ever going to jail. But that rat fink still snitched him out. I, right? I have to just stop for just a second because people weren't listening when I said we can only have eight people inside. So people have to just for COVID laws and rules and all that. So And so many people came tonight and so many people are on the list and that's great. But we can only, so there's eight chairs. So no one can stand, but there are chairs for people. And I want to have eight people in here. But we just have to cycle in and out because them's the rules. Okay. I'm sorry, Matthew. I just freaked out because I'm like, there's like 14 people inside, <laughs> which is not, it's not okay. I don't really understand the rules or laws or whatever, but I know that that's too many. So, okay. Back to Matthew Quirk. Get that hot punchline. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to your feedback on that. Anyway, you see how the man is fucking getting in the way of my art here? Just this fucking... That's, that's the worst thing that's happened to me all COVID, actually. That's the worst thing. As you guys know, I'm in my 50s. I've already had the best years of my life. COVID is like your problem, all you young people. 
You used, used to love it when I said that. <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah, I try to do political comedy, but fucking Jesus Christ, Joe Biden is so boring, guys. He's so boring. Can we have? He's so boring. Can we have another insurrection, liven things up again, or something? I mean, he's so fucking boring. They're doing art. They're doing breaking news pieces on his dog, his fucking seventeen-year-old hip dysplasia, mangy dog. It's just. How boring. I mean, we're so starved for news now that uh, they're doing shit on Mr. Potato Head, for God's sakes. If vegetables were a vanilla, you know, like the vanilla vegetables, that's what a potato is. Wasn't he the original trans? I mean, don't all the parts and pieces just fit in everywhere? Like, there's nothing about him that's straight, shall we say. Yeah, so boring. I think I made a huge mistake getting into political comedy with Joe Biden running the show. I even saw a thing where Ted Cruz was all booked this weekend at CPAC. He was all booked this weekend. I wasn't booked this weekend. He was booked making Cancun jokes and getting laughs. I was like, what could be worse news for me than Ted Cruz killing? Well, I'm just, maybe I should switch to poetry. I just heard some of the poetry from the 100-year-old guy that died here in San Francisco. Yeah. It was like, they weren't even like run-on sentences. They were just like words smashed together. There was no plot. There was no rhyming. There was no, no laughs. <laughs> but he's this celebrated artist. <laughs> Maybe I should get into poetry. Become a celebrated artist. So anyway, joke workshop. I guess I'll take your feedback now. I'm dying up here. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Shots fired on Ferlinghetti. He's only been dead a couple days. I mean, anyway, he's a he's father, one of the fathers of beat poetry. That's okay. I would like to see you do a set that had nothing political in it. I would be interested to see like what happened because that Mr. Potato Head original trans is like a really solid premise. And um, and then I thought, oh, once you start talking about transitioning, you, it segues into your vanitioning jokes, and those are also not political. And I just would be interested, like, what if you did a set that was just jokes at some point? Or do you, I mean, do you have to? Do you feel like I, I mean, I'm being kind of a, a, a bitch about this, but like, yeah, uh, is it a crutch for you? <laughs> no, I'm trying to be helpful. No, no, I'm just no, no. curious. Like, I write jokes. No, I know you do, but I'd be interested in hearing all of those in a row. Oh, okay. And I, I'm just. I'm just interested to see what a set from you would be like without any current political commentary. That's all. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me on that, but I, I'm just saying that just because I, and then um, with the Biden thing, how boring is he? You can crowd work us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yay, I had nothing ready though. Um, yes. An another wonderful set. I like how topical and like in the moment you are and like, I really admire that. I wish I could do that more. Uh, I feel like when I do that, it's just like a fluke or happenstance. Something really gets my attention. But you just like have this ambient like way of like absorbing your surroundings and making that 
funny. It's, it's called hypervigilance. Anyway, Hi- go on. And, and you got a lot of it. <laughs> Other comments? You have a comment for? No comment. All right. Clap your hands together, everybody. Matthew Quirk. The list is so full, Mr. Weed. I'm probably not going to have time for you. You can sign up, but you can sign up, but there's probably not time. I don't have a car. I don't get to go anywhere. All right. Your next comedian. By the time I would get to go, because this list is so full, it would be over. This with 15 people on this list, I'm, we're going till eight o'clock. That's just the way it is. Um, which is fine. I don't want to. Here's the other thing. I can do jokes all over the place. I'd rather not do it in front of T-ball practice. You know what I mean? Like clink. I just don't want to. I don't want to have to flirt with that coach anymore. It just got embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Tyler Scott. COVID stuff going. Ooh, ooh, push the, yeah, push that in. It's get, it's super fuzzy. Shit, do I just have to hold it there? No, don't, don't touch it anywhere near an XLR cable. Maybe switch mics. I don't know what happened. It's probably because undoing, doing mics, undoing, doing. No, I didn't mean microphones. I meant XLR cables. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just do your jokes. (laughs) Just do your... All right. Now we've double back. Holy shit. I'm still a robot. All right. Give me more cables, please. No. Just get it. Pull a different mic. Don't do anything. Tape another mic from somewhere else. Just take it from somewhere else and hand it to him. Any other mic that's over there. There you go. There you go. Science. Oh, okay. We're here. All right, we're microphoned. We made it. What's up, my super spreaders? All right. Um, okay, can I take this? No, where's my condom? All right, my condom's not going to fit on this one. It's not a problem I normally have, but we will adjust. Oh, man. So I really liked that line about jokes so new I haven't written them yet because I think I'm following suit. I'm also going to be the guy with the phone who checks it out when I run out of the jokes I use to get over the initial anxiety, which I super helped out by chugging a bunch of coffee in the PM. Um, yeah, but I yinned its yang with some pot. So that is the way all days should start if you're, you know, just being chemically responsible. Um, how are people smoking? Um, we, I, I, I assume everybody's, everybody's, or most people in here are smokers. Can we get a, can we get a hey yeah? All right, all right. So we got pipe guy, bong. Okay, a glass. Okay. So yeah, you're young enough that you haven't gone through like your like twelve hundred dollars of bongs before you're like, okay, fuck this. Like I'm gonna quit smoking through art. 
and you just get the job done like an adult. Like so now, I, like I used to be so judgmental of like finding your parents like upside down frisbee with like that little tiny stone pipe that their like friend got them like two states over and smuggled in their boot. Like, is, is, was that just me? <laughs> Didn't no one else found their parents' pot kit and found like you know like you know the the the, the the one-hitter cigarette thing that everyone thought was clever. <laughs> no one, no one. All right, Every, everyone's everyone's parents were just openly smoking or just on pills, like good Americans. <sighs> so I have to completely redo my set because, like, I uh, don't like the first part. So just forget that. Um, but it's not like anyone's recording this. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so like, I mean, I'm like, my whole set's about being like sad and shit, like most stoners or comics. But like, I'm, I've been stoked the last couple weeks. Sorry, guys, but like, you know, it's not the year of being stoked. I mean, everyone thinks you're kind of a douche. Like, get away with me with your stoked privilege. Uh, motherfuckers, you can do it too. Um, yeah, uh, deleted my apps, uh, yeah, you guys all know I'm talking about the sex ones, I like that, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I'm, you know, investing in hopefully my last swipe, right? <laughs> no, it's great, like, uh, my, my friends are, like, adorable, and, like, like, they, they're all, like, they don't look it right now. It's rough. It's a, it's a rough guy. It's a rough time out there for you know people of those dimensions and genitalia. Like <laughs> like they've all got the same like face going on too. Like like no one like everyone stopped shaving a while ago. So like uh, man, I really this bit requires no mask. But oh well, we're wearing a mask for fucking safety. But anyway, like, I talked a couple weeks ago about my, like, gorgeous Tom Selleck. It's fucking back. The blonde is back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was really starting to look like Jamie Lannister after he realized fucking his sister was a bad idea. Like, did anyone else notice, like, like and, or can identify, like, like, when times get tough, like, the, like if, if you've ever been blonde, the blonde can, like, drain from your spirit? Yeah, like, uh, that had happened. But, you know, it can come back with some shampoo and... Anyway, I've got, like, seven more jokes I want to try. Sorry, anyway, there, there's some over. good there's some, there's good stuff. i got to get out of here. I appreciate you, Pam. I'm getting out of here. Stay hydrated, Hydration Nation. I'm Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott. Okay, so everybody, just so you know, when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. And I even gave you an extra minute because you wasted a minute with the whole microphone thing. Appreciate you, Pam. Um, but uh, no big deal. We'll fix all that in a second. Uh, comments. I, I have a couple, but go ahead, Cortana. All right. So I want to hear why you're sad. You were kind of like mumbling, like I'm sad, which is okay. You know, it's okay to be sad. You know, it's all right. Uh, you said people are stop shaving. I want you to like grab the mic and pretend like you're shaving. You're shaving your armpits, your pubes, or whatever. Just something, you know. <laughs> You know, you could pretend, you know, you could pretend you could make the buzzing sound. Um, the dating, like you say, you deleted a lot of apps. It could have been funny. You're like, I deleted the Tinder app, the Hinge app, the, I don't know, the Grinder app. I don't know what you like, but you could say all these weird apps, Uber or whatever. Uh, what's it called? Uh, pills. I wanted to hear more about the pills. I'm just waiting for sponsors. Ah, okay. See, there we go. You could have said that in the end too, for your pills. 
And you said you're a sad stoner. Um, did, did you say that? Am I correct? I said that my old set's about being a sad stoner. It's oh, about okay. turning a leaf, bro. Oh, okay. Like, okay. like, like we, we, we turn the lights on like, like Wizard of Oz. Okay, well, we're gonna work on that one too. <laughs> but um, that was that, yeah, that was all, that was yeah. Uh, but that's all I got right now. You, you, you're confident, but I wanted to hear more why you were sad and more about the pills and shaving stuff. But you know, it, it, you keep doing it, keep writing. And, Hit me yeah, up next can... week. Yeah. My uh, yeah. my comment is really similar in that uh, specificity. You need specifics because you you danced around a lot of ideas, but then you didn't give us the. Even you're like you know what apps I'm talking about, and I wasn't thinking of sex acts, so I didn't I didn't know. Yeah, same, so you same. have to just think of everything being specific. And, and, and it's okay to pull out your phone to remember your your your, your bits. Oh, absolutely. And that's okay. I, I hate doing that, but it's okay. You know, it's a workout. You're at the gym, so pull it out. It's okay, and then memorize them after, or freestyle. You know. I love to pull it out at the gym. <laughs> nice. Other comments, Shelby? More, cool. more, more, more. Tear me up. Yeah, what's up, Tyler? Hey, um, good job. I just wanted one comment, and I don't want to be mean, but your ums were really trailing, oh, and you could yeah. really tell. So just to check, the ums were pretty high. I do it too, but you could kind of tell you were nervous throughout your whole set, um, and you kind of ate up a little time with those. Um, you brought back the blonde joke, which was great, but you gave away, like, half of a punchline earlier, being like, the blonde is back, and then you had your, you know, the blonde drained out of me later. But I just, like, definitely keep working on the setup for that joke, because it can be really tight, but it feels like you still need to, like, work it out. You kind of tried a couple different things through it, but we didn't get, like, a clean setup. Like, you were saying the blonde is back, but why? Like, what happened? Have you been in the sun more? You go to the hairstylist. Like, what was it? Like, it was kind of... I didn't get like a storyline from you throughout a lot of this. So like give us a setting, give us an event particular that I'm happened. I'm hearing a lot of I should write a set list. Yeah. Like a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean That's all I got. That great comments from everybody. Clap your hands together. Thanks, Joe. Tyler Scott. Yay. This is for you. All right, that's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian, he's he's such he's such a wonderful, funny guy. He's, uh, I hope his show's coming back, the Batter Up show that was on Thursdays. You can see him right now. Take notes. Be cool. It's Pete Ballmer. Yay! Oh, all right. All right. Uh, when I was in high school, I cut off the tip of my finger. I'll spare you guys the gory details. Um, but basically, I had we got a new block of knives at my house, and uh, I had my friend Jack over. I wanted to show off the knives. Uh, and at some point, I said the sentence, hey, Jack, look at how fast I can cut this banana. And the answer is very fast. Uh, he, he, he was cut off the tip, and then he was driving me to the hospital. And uh, when we were in the car on the way to the hospital, I was thinking, I was like, damn, you know what else? Uh, can cut through a banana almost instantly? A spoon. <laughs> Which bummed me out at first, but then it made me glad I cut my finger, right? Because that's a good demonstration. Wouldn't have been impressive otherwise. Uh, and they were able to, I got to the hospital, they were able to like reattach uh, the tip, and so we're all good there. Um, but the whole experience made me very thankful for baby teeth. And I think, like, you know, we should get a practice run at all of our appendages. People do stupid shit. You'd have to think about rebranding the Finger Fairy a little bit, but beyond that, flawless idea. I uh, I played with I played with like a Thomas the Tank Engine trains when I was a kid. Did that a lot. I was like, perfect, a toy that looks like me. Finally, um, and uh, 
I and I I like playing with the trains a lot. And then uh, I didn't once I encountered a real life train. Those are gross, right? First of all, no faces at all. <laughs> I don't know if I expected them to have faces, but it was still disappointing when they did not. Uh, and then second of all, they when you're a kid, they teach you that the noise that trains makes is choo choo, not even close. <laughs> They're just out here fucking. <laughs> like miles away so much louder than a car horn and they have so much less traffic to deal with right what, what do you even need the horn for like if if another train is on the tracks and they hear the horn of another train coming what are they going to do turn around i don't think that's how that works so yeah i stopped playing with the trains right after that i was like i can't participate in this lie anymore i'll be uh moving back to hot wheels because those are at least realistic um I, uh, I'm, uh, it feels like it's kind of warming up a bit. It's nice. We're getting like grill weather back going, right? I like to grill. Um, I've only been a grill master once in my life. Uh, and it was two years ago at, uh, the tech company that I worked for. They were having a cookout, uh, and I ended up doing it, uh, cause you can't program a brisket, right? So no one was qualified. And uh, so I was out there, I was grilling it up. And at first I was nervous because I'd never been the grill master before. And it's like a very revered position for men. Uh, but it turns out it's actually really easy. It's mostly you don't do anything. And I thought you just you just stand there and and like I was, I was you know, because meat thermometers, those are a thing. So I was like, maybe I'll have to worry about that. Turns out, no, you could just, you just, here's what you do. You just, you you put a piece of meat on the grill and then uh, you just leave it there until it looks like a cooked piece of meat, right? And everybody knows what a cooked piece of meat looks like. You just, and you turn it over, and then once both sides looks like a cooked piece of meat, you're fucking done. So, you know, if you want to try out grilling, uh, just know that doing that is a great way to give everyone at the grill food poisoning. <laughs> I uh, was not invited to grill master back. Uh, I guess I just got to envision a more cooked piece of food. All right, thanks, guys. Yay, Pete Palmer. Yay. No, you're so fun because you, you say like no ums or ahs and it was what I was paying attention. No, I was paying attention because Shelby mentioned it at the last one. But Thank you. you just, you're clean all the way through. Just your language just keeps moving and you keep saying words that are different. Uh, that's that's not, important. No, well, it can be, <laughs> but you know, because I say you know a lot. So uh, that's yeah. a thing. Finger fairy, that's so funny. Thank you. Like that whole concept I really enjoyed. Yep. How old were you with the knife issue? Uh, the not, I was in high school. I was oh, okay. Kid. I was like did you mention that? I think I, I, think I, I think meant to say I was in high school, but I'm not sure that I did. I don't remember either. Okay. He did say that. Um, I'll and definitely then, say it if I did not. Yeah. I feel like if you're talking about grilling at the end, that there might be a callback to knives and your inability uh, with them somewhere that like there you. Oh, yeah. Let me think about that. That's a smart. Just because yeah. they're both cooking related yeah. issues. Thank you. Yeah, but great, great stuff. Appreciate uh, it. Comments? All right, so uh, I I think the uh, the knife j joke is great, mm -hmm. but I think it's it will be better if you did a skit. Okay. And here here will be the part with the skit. So when you cut your finger, yeah. For some reason, I, I imagine a Filipina nurse telling you why he didn't use a spoon. You know, okay. Ah. Oh, that is yeah. funny. That is See, funny. It, it, it'll, it'll be a good joke, but I think it'll be funny if it was a skit. Mm. If you want to do that skit, you and me can link up. Um, that is funny, yeah. I should just say that, yeah. 
And then the train, Thomas the Train. I didn't hear you uh, quite, but did you say there was homeless people on Thomas the Train? I did not say that. No. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, you should say you should say that then if people if, are laughing. Uh, I would have expected some comments on that if that's something that I'd said. So. <laughs> Appreciate and then you, you said looking at. Grillmaster, <laughs> for some, I wanted to see you like cooking on stage, like. Yeah, I gotta fucking. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be a lot of comics. For me, I, you don't have to, but for me. I've been doing this for a while. I like to see comics be more animated. All Make right. some sound effects. Ugh, steak. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Put yeah. the hat on. And then, this is stupid. For some reason, when you said grill master, I thought you were going to have like gr- grilled teeth, like gold teeth in your mouth. Okay. okay. So people were like, oh, I thought it was a grill master. Yeah. You know, so there stupid. we go. If yeah. I get ever grilled, that'll be perfect for that. Yeah. 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 That's what I got right now. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thank you. I love your new mustache, though. It's like just. Oh. Like it's, it's just does, barely a mustache. No, it's yeah. not. It's not creepy. Like it. Oh. I, I mean, it, it makes me. It, my, my my dad always had a mustache, so you're kind of reminding me of my dad right well, now. Wow, Pam, like, I know you were trying to be nice just now, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> not creepy. Looks like my dad. Cool. All right. <laughs> um, I love your material on you. the knife bit. Uh, I think you opened with like I cut my knife or cut my finger with a knife. I think yes. you can cut that line okay um and just go straight into the story and then like Ah, that's a good point yeah i don't think you need to set up the fact bury the lead so to speak yeah i think it'll make the spoon punchline hit harder yeah 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 and And then the other thing i'd say is i think you can slow down a bit more and like hold the the pauses a little bit more we only have four minutes up here yeah no i'm kidding no you're right i figured it was like a let me get out of here as quickly as possible no i'm kidding yeah thank you great job for sure appreciate it Hey, what's up? One hey. thing on the knife joke, right, like about with the setup, the one thing I thought of why was like you could make it an infomercial like, and these knives cut through human bone. <laughs> like you kind of alluded to it, but you didn't have a no, line that's for a, it. No, that's a very good point. That's definitely because yeah. they don't show that on any, there's so many knife ads and none of them show them cutting through a finger. <laughs> like right? why did you, like why, why did your parents buy this huge block of knives? Like, yeah. oh, it'll keep your children in check just in case. Perfect. Yeah. Well, these are very job, good dude. suggestions. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Pete Palmer! Yay! Yay! I've got like weird music on today. It's just because of the artistry of of comedy and what we're doing here. Your next comedian—it's his first set ever in the history of ever, and uh, it's it, not his first time on the radio. He has a show every Friday from four to six called the JW Megawig Show. And right now, clap your hands together. For J.W. Blunt, yay! How's it going out there, huh? I got my uh, St. Mary's trucker hat for a Mike condom up here. Remember, I was uh, living downtown about four years ago in the Tenderloin, and I think uh, (laughs) you really, uh, you get to a point in your life where you realize that you might need to reevaluate your life if you're getting kicked out of dive bars for stink bombs. We were um, at a, what is it, Chinatown, and uh, we bought a bunch of these stink bombs, and we walked in the, uh, was it Mucky Duck? We're actually in the inner sunset at the time. And uh, I stomped on one of these stink bombs, and I, uh, I walked outside with a friend to have a cigarette, and we were laughing about it. We are like, oh, we just stomped, we just like stomped on the stink bomb. We walked in. And it just stank up the whole place. It was it was bad. My friend accidentally had had narked on us and said that we uh, stomped on a stink bomb. And somebody came up to us at the pool table and said, uh, "You guys are gonna have to leave." 
And uh, that moment of just like, wow, you think you got your shit together and you're seriously just getting kicked out of a bar for a, for a stink bomb. I, uh, so speaking of um, stink bombs, so um, have you guys ever been to it like a, a bottomless buffet, all you can eat, all you could drink? So there's this place in, on Geary Street in the, in the Richmond district. It was all you could eat, all you could drink for 80 bucks. And so I really wanted to make it worth my while and, and drink and eat as much as I possibly could. And so I was on this date, and so it was completely just made every little like bowl of shabu count, and went back to the place. And I was on this date, and I went into the uh, the restroom just like to do my my thing, you know, because you know I had to pee or whatever, you know. And I there was this um, I had the, the, this explosive diarrhea that just went everywhere. It was, uh, and then so I'm on this date, and my uh, my you know the girl I'm with, uh, you know is in the living room, and I'm just like, how am I going to hide the evidence that I literally just shit my pants? And so um, out of just, well, luckily it was at my place, so I was able to like, to take my diarrhea pants and roll them up into like this bathroom mat and throw them out my uh, 11-story bathroom shaft window into where I had no idea where it went to but I, uh, I realized the next morning that I had lost my phone. So I'm thinking, holy shit, I must have left my phone in my diarrhea pants when I threw him out the window. So I knew the person that lived on the bottom floor and I ran, him, ran into him at the bar next door. And he, um, I had said, I was like, hey, you know, I think I dropped my phone out the window. He's like, no phone, but there was someone through their diarrhea pants. <laughs> and so basically he said, instead of being a big boy or a big girl, and going and throwing their diarrhea pants away, they threw them out the window. And so the first thing I said was, were they girl pants or were they guy pants? He said that, uh, that you know, every once in a while, living on the bottom of this bathroom shaft, that, you know, you'll get a few, like, shaving caps and some razors, but this was something else. So I, um, yeah, I, uh, I had somebody on the show last week Christina Pickles, and she's like, yeah, just go out there and be yourself and whatever. So I don't know. I kind of grew up on the, the poop jokes. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you. J.W. Blunt. J.W. Blunt. Yeah, poop jokes. Uh, great stuff. Uh, bars and fucking up. That seemed to be like the, uh, the, the, oh, you have to stay up there, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People give you feedback. It's horrible. It's like the worst thing that can ever happen. It feels, it's so difficult. I know, I hate it. Um, But that was really good for your first time. Clap it up again, everybody, for J.W. Blunt. That's the first time you've ever done comedy. It's my virginity right there. You guys saw it. He he said funny things. I I usually, I purposely left my guitar at home, so I've been really do this. So, um... When you're when you're doing a joke and stuff, and that's a story that was obviously true, but you can dramatize it. it. So if the guy comes up to you in the bar with the stink bomb thing, and he's like, "You guys are gonna have to leave," that's probably not what he said. He probably said, "Get the fuck out of here." It gives you an opportunity to like dramatize the story a little bit and like add, because <laughs> you can have that character who said that to you say something funny. I mean, because so yeah, it's a real story, but then with jokes, you just get to like make up whatever you want. So you have kind of a. I mean, you've got premises. That's good. 
and stories, and that's good. And you just have to figure out where to put the punchlines in. All right, so I, li- I like the, the bar, the stink bomb, but I w- for, if that happened to me, I would have blamed it someone else. Like, nah, I was the hooker in the fucking bathroom, or it was too many sour beers that I drank, or you could play, play it off like that. Uh, hold on. Uh, you shit in your pants. I like that, but I want you to be more animated. You're like, like I want your face to turn red. I know it's hard because of the mask, <laughs> but I want you to turn red. Like, I shit on myself and walk funny. Because I'm not going to lie. I shit on myself before. And, you know, when you shit on yourself, you just walk hella funny. And you hopefully that, that fucking that nugget doesn't fall down your leg. So I want you to walk funny. It was diarrhea. Huh? <laughs> I, hey, man, I, I, you know, I had to taste a life. Shit in my pants. And then... Uh, <laughs> Not bad for your first time. Like Pam said, you good. You have a good stage present. Um, just keep, just keep coming, man. Keep writing and uh, fuck that guitar. Just keep writing jokes. <laughs> Better more comments for Peter Struckman. Right. <laughs> I wanted you to describe the smell of the stink bomb. Like I was waiting for that to be like whatever awful thing it is. So like that was kind of where I thought you were gonna go with it. Um, so something to consider adding in there, and then. Um, with the shitting your pants thing, the part that I was confused, like, were you in your apartment? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was, the part that I was confused on was like, okay, you threw your pants out the window, but then you somehow have to walk out the bathroom with no pants. And I thought that that was where you were going to go. Like you threw your pants out the window and then you're like, oh shit, I don't have pants on right now. <laughs> so I don't know if that's something to add in there or like change it from your apartment to someone a, else's. Yeah. I was playing the, I'm a shower guy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But great first set. Thank you. Great stage presence. I love how Peter, you got up there. You were so serious. You're like, okay, about uh, about the shitting in your pants joke, and you're like completely serious about it. That's really funny. Clap your hands together, everybody, for J.W. Blunt. Yay! All right, moving right along. Your next comedian is Pancake. Yay. Thank you. I'm Pancake. I'm the Serve King. And um, I feel some kind of way when uh, me and my friends, me and my um, white friends are at a bar and we're trying to have deep intellectual conversations and we say the word ethnic. Um, It makes me feel some kind of way. I swear. I'm I'm sorry. Turns out they won't beat you up or mug you if you are picking your nose. They, um, cops, cops today are so confusing. Um, they tell you, hey, freeze. Okay, now put your hands behind your back. uh, Am I supposed to freeze? No, you're supposed to put your hands behind your back. And stop, stop what you're doing. Um, don't. I want you to lay down on the ground and kiss the sky. Um, they should. They should make a new website um, away from Facebook, uh, where you can like. Because on Facebook, it's like, yeah, friends of friends. That's who you should be hitting on. No, no. Find a new website away from Facebook where 
Come on, I mean, like, come on. People used to set each other up. Hey, I know this guy. He's, he's. I know this gal. You know, they're all gonna, you know. People don't set each other up anymore. We can't. We can't. We. You know what? You know. You know what we do nowadays? We bond over smoking cigarettes because there's no more campfires. <laughs> uh. Hello, I'm Pancake. I'm the Syrup King. Uh, at this point in the show, you may be wondering who my father is. I, I'd like to begin my set now. Uh, I'm, I'm not regular constipated. I'm dealing with an opiate addiction. And, and I'm not an alcoholic. I just like the feeling of glass on my lips. Um, whew. if, uh, if you ever, uh, feel the need to tell me that you appreciate me, now might be the time. Uh, no, nothing, nothing <laughs> ominous about that. Just tell me now before I leave, <laughs> before, uh, shuffle off. Tell me, um... Tell me uh, your your questions and comments. I'm I'm yielding my time for for you guys, so you can tell me something. Kyle, you're making eye contact with me. Pancake. JW. Comments are back here. Sam. Oh, great, Ian. Thank you. Uh, I I don't think. I think you're impenetrable to any comments. I don't think there's any comment that I could give you. Really. I'll take it. I'll take anything. I, I, I do want to say, like, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. I, I can't help but, like, be captivated every time you go up there. And I'm not even, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, suck your dick or anything, but I really do. Like, I've never seen anybody perform like you. I don't even know what I'm watching, but it's, like, hilarious. It's, like, this visceral, like, <laughs> feeling of just, like, me, like, laughing. Uh, so I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, keep it up, buddy. Don't give up, and uh, trust God, you know? All right. Um, I similarly love everything you put down, Pancake. Um, I love the idea of, like, there being an act out of, like, everyone around the campfire, but it's a cigarette. Like, everyone just holds up a cigarette, and there's just, like, a pause, and everyone's there. I love that mental image, and I just want you to add an act out to what's otherwise something so magical. So thank you for bringing it into our lives. Oh, thank you. Free speech. Yeah, Shelby, give me what you got. <laughs> I like to see you got something on that piece of paper you had. You, had that, you came in here, like, that hanging around your neck. Did you write that on stage? I'm sorry, I was outside. Very nice. You missed some performance art. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, did Once you make of fun of performance art? No. You One should make fun of it being performance art. That could be a huge piece of it. Okay, if you have nothing to say. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Good job. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Mutiny Radio. Make a donation at the uh, Venmo Mutiny Radio. One word. The one with the FM is a fuck. You fuck those guys. Um, thank you.
Pancake, everyone. All right, your next comedian. He's a new person. I've never seen this name before, and so I'm going to try not to butcher it. Uh, put your hands together for Peter Ponages. <laughs> Peter Ponages. Am I anywhere close? Okay, this is connected. All right, guys, how how are you y'all doing? Everything good? Everything good? All right, so um, you know what's been happening? Um, you know, I was taking a shit, um, listening to some heavy metal, uh, and I uh, got a hemorrhoid. So you know, that was a uh, I was a little intense. Um, not expecting. I, I wonder what other, what the other genres of music do to you when you're uh, taking a shit. So I was experimenting, you know, heavy metal. So that was a thing. Um, I don't really like how um, my clothes deteriorate so fast, like so fast. Um, I get a new pair of Vans. I walk what ten blocks, and they already look like. 10 months old, you know? Um, I don't know what to do about that, but, um, you know, my vans, one second, where's my, where's my phone? There it is. I need to grab my notes, because new material, didn't memorize it. <laughs> but, um, okay, so, my advice to you, you don't get anything cream-colored on your clothes, because you pull it out of the box, and, you know, your thumbprints stay on the cream-colored. Whatever it is, it's just how it is. You don't even have to wear cream-colored shoes to make them dirty. Just set them in your room, and the dust will start building up. Um, then, you know, you, re you replace it like a uh, air filter. You know, you can see them right here. Pretty dirty. I, I literally just got these. I'm just joking about these shoes, if you can see them. Not the people on the radio, but, um, but yeah, you know, my clothes deteriorate. Can't really um, do much about it. You know, I'm I'm always frolicking in the in the fields all the time. I don't know, just dirt on me. You know, um, but yeah. Um, changing subjects. So every time uh, a woman, you know, a woman, you know. I tell her I'm Greek, and she go, she looks up and down me, and she goes, why don't you look like John Stamos? And she goes, if you're really Greek, you got to be hot like John. So I don't, I don't know what she's thinking, everybody everywhere, and all people with a Hellenic bloodline apparently are supposed to look like John Stamos, but, uh, you know, John Stamos, the only thing that John Stamos and Greeks have in common is that they both have a full house. Um, <laughs> but because, you know, <laughs> in the living quarters of a Greek house, you have yaya, papu, mama, baba, their sons and their wives and their grandchildren. And that's how it usually works in a Greek household. Um, so, yeah. Um, I switched my uh, iPhone settings to be bilingual about two years ago. And I haven't changed it back to just English, so, you know, I've been uh, speaking in Hindi Latin, 
over text for the past two years. Um, a lot of people haven't been able to understand what I've been saying over text. So that is an issue. That is a big issue. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Um, I, you know, I had depersonalization disorder for like a whole year after smoking weed. And that was a big issue. Um, but after a whole year of having depersonalization disorder, I kind of swooped, came back, and I realized weed is the cure to depersonalization. So, I mean, you can't really, it's the cure. So that's the, you know. Let's see, what else we got here? Um, I'm going to say some things that might offend some... some that, was your, that was your time. That oh, was for okay. me. Okay, when good. this happens, it means you have a minute. Yay, Peter, yay! Sorry, I tried to whisper it and be. That was. I was terrible. I was, I was, I was terrible. scared. I wasn't doing okay. enough time. But yeah, that was. We get. You get four minutes. Okay, um, awesome. You have things. I have things too. Go go go. Okay. Um, first, yay. Um, so you said this heavy metal stuff. You don't read heavy metal to me at all. And so right there, <laughs> I think that's very funny because it subverts the expectation. Like I think, like you. You look like a, like a Disney. You no. look like you just stepped out of like High School the Musical or something. Yeah. You're not, you That's don't right. read death metal yeah. to me uh, or heavy metal in any way. So I'm like, what is metal about you? And so I feel like there's a way you can write into that. Like there's yeah. a whole, there's got to be stuff. That's funny there. The, and the word frolicking is also not very metal, but I laughed really hard. So what, for whatever reason, you saying the word frolicking was funny. And then there's a, jo uh, there's a joke in there. You look like John Stamos and blank had a baby. So I, I thought Robert Smith from The Cure, but that's too old. No one knows who that is anymore. Yeah. There's got to be a joke where you can look in the mirror and be like, I look like John Stamos and blank had a baby. Yeah. And um, the other one I liked at the end was that Greek Greek to Latin joke, but you didn't say Greek. We expect you to say Greek, and then you say Latin. And I just put a pause in between that, and then because you like wait for us to say, we think you're bilingual in Greek mm -hmm. until you like. So if you say I stopped being bilingual or whatever, one, two, in Latin, yeah, that, then yeah. we all think you're gonna say Greek and you don't, and then we're ha 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 ha. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, but good job. Thanks all to right, say. Awesome. Shelby. Thank you very much. No, 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 no. Cool. Shelby, Shelby, Shelby. Uh, you have Shelby. to take it from everyone. Oh, you're not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm sorry. I'm just getting started with you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, good job, dude. You have some really great ideas. I think the hemorrhoids thing, like metal will give you hemorrhoids, and you started, like, you brought up the idea of what other forms of music will give you what other medical issues. Mm -hmm. You need to get a couple of those in there, right? Like, you need to make a list. Like, jazz gives you a headache or gives you chronic migraines, like, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so explore that one a little bit. Um, with your shoe thing, I think it's a really funny concept because I'm a girl, so I'm very conscious about what I wear. I work in fashion, so your comments mean a lot to me. Um, but like you can open up with it like, I didn't think I was a dirty boy, but look at my <laughs> shoes. I didn't even do anything, right? Like something like that, like my slate is clean. This this just happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, so set that up a little bit more. And then I went through the John Stamos thing. Like you can rip into John Stamos and expose him for not being the attractive Greek person we think that he is. Yeah. Like talk about how Greek people have insane back hair, yeah. right? Like, just be like, jo we, John Stamos gets waxed. Like, I don't want to expose the man, but like, really go into it. Like, there's a reason not all Greek men look like John Stamos, because it yeah. takes money and work. Yeah. All right? That makes me. So, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know what this means. All right. Sam's got some comments for you that I can't read. Come on. Uh, 
Hey, what's up? I think you really have something. You, you definitely have the uh, loop there with like the weed depersonalization weed thing. I know mm -hmm. people, uh, I'm, I'm older than you, but generally speaking, young people now, this WebMD self-diagnosis is a real big mm -hmm. problem. I'm not saying you did that, but yeah. I'm saying you should joke, make that the joke. Like yeah, that's the there's something yeah. about, you know, you smoked weed, you got depersonalization. You web, you learned that you had that through WebMD and then you WebMD'd what the cure was and it was weed, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> okay, yeah. That makes sense. I'll definitely take that to note. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the same thing with the weed thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I was. Would you say you were disassociative or something? Uh, depersonalization. Yeah, deep, depersonalized after a year of smoking weed. And yeah. you, I think you, it'd be funny if you were like, but that was nothing compared to what happened to me a year of smoking crack <laughs> or something like that. I think that's that could be funny. That's a fun term. There's also this. I this, like that. <laughs> this other joke <laughs> suggestion. Uh, even the blood in my stool isn't metal, as if you have like anemia or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Th that's my idea yeah. completely. No one else's. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. All right, clap your hands together. All righty. Thank you very much. For Peter, yay, yay, Peter. All right, your next comedian. She's back. She was gone for like two weeks, and I'm like, where are the women? Uh, she's a lovely person. Put your hands together for Shelby Wilson. Yay! I'm back. I love that. Like, I'm still new, so am I, like, I'm not, I'm not around long enough to be back. Like, this is still the intro. Um, but I am. I am. It's so good to see you guys. Can everyone outside hear us? Yeah. All right, all right. Um, so I was in Wyoming. I was in uh, the great state of Wyoming because... Okay, how do I say this? Well, I'm really proud of myself. Um, I have set a new record for dick appointments. Um, I have crossed state lines for a dick appointment. Thank you so much. It's a big achievement for me. Um, and I did it in a pandemic. That's big. That's like Hall of Fame shit at that point. All right, like this will go down in the books for a long time. Um, <laughs> I uh, honestly, like, it's kind of a testament to how desperate I am, though, because I had to fly in snow boots. <laughs> I had to put on snow boots in Oakland, California, and get to the airport in them. <laughs> like, I checked my pride and my dignity and flopped over to security to make this shit happen, all right? Like, it was mortifying. It took me several minutes to get these things off in security. I was an anxious mess. Like, if it wasn't a pandemic, if there were actually people in line behind me, I would have been jumped. It took me a lot of time to get those bad babies off, checked, and then put them back on again. All right? Like, I used to be nervous going through security, but, like, I don't even try to bring coke on flights anymore. But this was way more nerve-wracking than that, trying to get these snow boots off. Um, I, uh... <laughs> I was a little nervous though because I was concerned. I was like, was this all just like an elaborate prank to get me to show up to the airport in snow boots? <laughs> that is so embarrassing. That would be so cruel. Uh, I got to the airport, my gate was number 29. Uh, I waddled all the way down in my snow boots to the end of the uh, terminal and I only saw gate 28 and gate 30 and I was so ready to roll. I was about to charge the wall in between them like nine and three quarters. Like, I needed to get on this plane, and I didn't know how. Um, thankfully, they just told me it was a typo on my boarding pass, thank God. Uh, it took about five minutes for me to get to my gate before the guy with a guitar as his personal item hit on me. 
like that's a tool if you ever seen one. And you know what, dude? Like we get it. Like you paid to check your carry-on so you could bring your cool ass guitar on the plane, <laughs> so everyone knows you play music. How about check your privilege, okay? Some of us can't afford that. We're here on basic economy trying to get some dick in Wyoming, okay? I wore my snow boots because they wouldn't fit in my carry-on. This dude brought a guitar. And also, flirting in an airport is weird. Like, oh, what seat assignment are you? Dude, it's COVID. You better be three aisles back with nobody in between us, okay? <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I'll end with this. So I really want to go to Wyoming. I just want to go to new places at this point. Um, I lived in California for most of my life. I grew up in Orange County. Um, I grew up in a different kind of Orange County, though. Uh, like a lot of people think, oh, like, you know, Orange County have a very privileged lifestyle. It was a little different. Uh, like my dad was kind of an unstable guy. Uh, all my friends were getting nose jobs, and I just got a nose jab. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, you guys. Yay! How much, how much back. time Yay. did that take? Tape what, where? What was my time on that? Oh, it was uh, three minutes, 20 seconds. Damn, I always think it's going to be so much you, longer. Well, you talked mm -hmm. so fast. Ah. Like, you're, you are, you just, like, that could be five minutes of material if you, yeah. if, I mean, but obviously you're like some super yoga breather or something. Yeah. You don't need to take air in to <laughs> expel it out. It's like, whatever. Maybe you should pick up the didgeridoo. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. I mean, I love the speed and I love the energy. And I'm just, and people have always said the same thing to me. Slow down. <laughs> um, it was great that you engaged the outside. Like from the sermon, you, yeah. you guys hear me outside? Like fucking awesome. <laughs> Because it's just a good skill to have. Um, yeah. I love the act out with the little shuffle. I like that. <laughs> I would change the word Coke with cocaine because if you say Coke, people could think it's a Coke bottle. There's a double. It could be anything. And yeah. who brings liquids on a plane right now anyway? <laughs> but just, just if you say the word cocaine, it's just going to make it clearer for us because it's funny. And I love the Harry Potter joke that was hidden. <laughs> like, <laughs> diagonally. <laughs> um, I, would, I would like maybe... Just throw one other little Harry Potter bit in there, just because you did just the twenty-three fourths, but not everyone knows. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I got it. But <laughs> okay, that was that was great though. Other cool. comments? Thanks. I loved it per usual. Thank you. Um, this was cheesy, but in my mind, like. I just love the idea that you went on a dick appointment to Wyoming. Like, there's closer <laughs> states. Like, and also, like, as I was thinking that, I was like, is there a punch on, like, Wyoming? Like, why am I going here? Yes, I love that, actually. And then I also just that. thought, like, maybe, like, when you're in the TSA line, like, the the attendant sees you in snow boots is like, oh, she's on a dick appointment. Like, <laughs> first thing that comes to mind is just, like, she's on a dick appointment. <laughs> Um, yeah, I also made the Coke mistake in my mind, so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I, did owe, I did owe the cocaine thing, but great job. Thank you so much. You could even give the, um, if you have, like, that stewardess thing and she knows and, like, winks, maybe she checks them for free for you. She's like, oh, sweetheart, I know you're on a dick appointment. <laughs> She's like, oh, baby, you're working hard. <laughs> I'll take those boots for you. <laughs> I could oh check God, them yes. at the gate or something. <laughs> cool. Other, other comments? Shelby, you look like if Steve Jobs never invented Apple and just worked at Best Buy. <laughs> I'm wearing a black turtleneck and way too much eyeliner, so I think that's right. I think that's accurate. Um, all right, amazing. Anything else, you guys? Clap your hands together, everybody. Shelby Wilson, yay! <laughs> all right, moving right along. Your next comedian. Hey, yeah, there he is. He's in the corner and he's ready. And I don't, I, I can't even. 
I got too high, and now I don't know how to introduce people. Okay, Ian Langlands, yay! It's probably the best introduction I've gotten. Okay. <gasps> Comedy hasn't started yet, okay? Don't get too excited. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been thinking a lot about war recently as any able-bodied 21-year-old should. Um, the concept about war that I'm afraid of is that my generation is gonna be the ones that's gonna have to go out there and fight for us because I'm gonna tell you right now, we are not the people you want saving the country. Um, <laughs> you could say what you want about those dudes in the 40s, but like they know how to kill. They, sure, they were like closeted gays and like abusive alcoholics, but you know, like they could take care of a Nazi if they needed to. And I think that's all that matters because, you know, people today, we, we don't have it. And even back then, it was like cool to go to war. It was like you had to go to war and you were like respected. And now, if you go to war, it's like, why would you fight for this country? And then you just become like homeless and like a veteran and like nobody like cares about you anymore. That's kind of the trade off. Like back then, it was like, yeah, go to war. And then if you didn't go to war, you were just at home and you just like got bullied by like your wife and children. <laughs> and you'd just be at home. And then you would come back, be known as the guy that never went to war. And then all your friends would just like slay a bunch of pussy. And you would just be like, eh, okay, well, I guess I should have gone. You know, maybe my left foot was probably something I could have looked past. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like today it's like, Kids my age, I don't know if you guys know, but like we're so just hyper aware of like our problems. And we're so just like, we get so anxious and depressed and we always have to talk about it. And we have like panic attacks every time we get like a phone call um, or like we have to leave the house. It's how we are. And then we like post about it on Instagram. And we have to tell our story of like how I got through my panic attack. And you know, it's like, and, and especially with, with um, quarantine, I saw so much stuff where it was like checking in with mental health during quarantine. It was like mental health during quarantine. These are a lot of like affluent upper class white people too. And they're like, you have access to any food to come deliver to your door, any TV show or movie you could watch on TV and you could just swipe someone's face on an app and have sex within the hour. And you're going to tell me that that's like your problem? Like quarantine has to check your mental health? Like, do you think before they stormed the beaches of Normandy, one guy was like, hey, you know, like, my anxiety is a little erratic today. I don't think I, go, I can go out there, guys. Um, I don't think so. But the options were, yeah, sure, he went out there and either got his brains blown out or was like afraid of fireworks for the rest of his life, but it was for his country, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but, um, but even if there is a war and we do go, everybody my age is going to be like, well, like, I'm not gonna fight for a country that stands for injustice and blah, 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 but it's like really just an excuse for them being like pussies. Um, and by pussy, I mean me. Like, look at me. Like, if I'm walking down the street and like a heavy gust of wind comes by, like I gotta grab onto like a telephone pole and make sure I don't go anywhere. I'm not winning, I'm not going anywhere in war, I'm gonna die immediately. Well, honestly, judging by like my fragility and like, uh, you know, um, disarming attitude, my luck would be lean towards like I'd be like an Iranian warlord's like sex slave. That's, I think that's, that's the path that I'm going to. I'd be more offended if I wasn't a sex slave. I'm like, look how adorable I am. I, I feel like I should be taken into custody or something. Uh, yeah, but that's my point. So like, just you don't want the generation known for eating Tide Pods and like whipping and neighing to be like fighting for the country. <laughs> that's like, that's really something you don't want. So I'd start learning either Korean, Chinese, or Farsi right, right now. 
Uh, okay, that's it. That's all I have. Ian Langland. I was so on board with you until you said all that like accidental misogynistic stuff. I'm like, do we have to have a? Do we have to have like a little? We have to have a quick TED talk about the word pussy and how pussies are strong because they have babies and that they don't like. You know, you know, it's that they don't exemplify a negative attribute any longer. And right. when you do that, even when you do it, you're just you're just pushing the patriarchy forward and right. not helping us like. Right recognize what we're saying and that language has power and i know i know you're like oh good feminism but i just don't want to let it slide too myself. far wait, wait. Just, I, I didn't say that the first time i said it, i didn't say and somebody was like you should say slay puss and then i did it okay well so. puss is different than <laughs> pussy the oh. thing that i took offense to is when you're like i can't go to war i'm a pussy and i'm like well girls oh, well, pussies are strong they can go to war we oh, go to oh, war oh, all oh, the time oh. with your lazy dicks <laughs> like, oh, oh I said pussy twice you're right okay. yeah you did all I was, the time I, okay cool alright okay. Pam lock so the door he's gonna get a lesson right now between the two yeah. of us so no I'm kidding I'm kidding so slaying pussy is okay but if I'm a pussy it's bad right because it. like slaying okay. pussy is a term that yeah. is different than okay. I like I'm a okay. pussy I'm that's that's somehow that's putting pussies down that's saying that vagina aren't good in some way because okay. you're saying that you're lesser than and that you're weak and right. pussies are weak and okay. women are not and so it's uh -huh. like ouch yeah also okay. speaking of ouch slaying pussy makes me feel unsafe it feels like you have a sharp object on you and I don't like that okay. um <laughs> I'm kidding okay cool I, I'm okay getting rid of the I'm a pussy part I thought you were talking about the slay pussy part. Th there's other words you can use there's other words you can use um I like how you kind of had this relationship you threw out your whole set that was really good between you know millennials and Gen Z, like being really anxious, not being able to go to war. You open with that war joke. Yeah. I think you can have a lot of really good ties and callbacks in between that. Like the way you're talking about people like record themselves on video. Like dudes went to war and lost a foot. You don't see them making videos about it on mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like there's a lot you can do there. Yeah. Um, one really one thing I thought of when you made your Tide Pod joke made me laugh is that you talk about that as chemical warfare. Okay. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All kinds of stuff like that. Um, what else did I got? What else did I got? That's really it, though. Honestly, like, great great idea, though. And I like the idea that you kind of played with two consistent ideas throughout your whole set, and you mm -hmm. kind of explored. You kind of, there was a relationship between the two of them, but go to town. Like, okay. tie them together, have callbacks to lines you used before. Like, there's a lot of potential in those ideas. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Peter. I just love the idea of you blowing away in the wind. Like, <laughs> I wanted you to do an act out of you actually blowing away in okay. the wind. Yeah. Like, I just think that that would be a good opportunity for, like, physical comedy there. Okay. Um, and also, I was not ready for you to say whip nay nay. Like, <laughs> just so matter-of-factly in the middle of it. Okay. Like, that line floored me. Yeah. And that's just, like, the most obscure, <laughs> like, 2000s reference. I love it so much. Like, well done on that. All right, thank you. And thank I you. didn't mean to be mean. No, no, no. I was no, at no, the no, thing. No. I wrote down no, a lot no, of okay. good things at the no, beginning. No. I was like, you're so smooth today. You didn't have any ums or ahs. Like, you just kept going. And it was really like, I was totally digging it. So, you know. And oh, and the My Left Foot thing. Is that a movie that's about World War II? Oh, that, uh, not the Daniel Day-Lewis. Isn't it a thing? No, that's the dancing thing. What's the thing where you flat feet? I meant to say flat, flat feet. Because when you, you said my war. left foot, I'm like, you're I don't remember what that movie was about, right. but I was like, if it was about right. World War II, I was going to say congratulations. No, just, <laughs> no, no, no it's stupid, not. Okay, no. never mind. <laughs> Sam, did you want something to say? Yeah, yeah, you could keep the word pussy in there as long as you're like, <laughs> as long as you're like making fun of someone who's saying the word pussy, you're like, you're like satirizing it or something. Okay. But uh, I don't know. You, you do you. 
Always. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Yay! Yay! Your next comedian, it's their first time to the room. Clap your hands together for Paula Dossi. Yay! pack my bag full of boxes of magnum rubber baby wipes for when I, you know, leave out of town. How are you guys? <laughs> Shit, I don't come out here to SF often. How are you guys out there standing outside on the sidewalk? Y'all out here? Y'all can hear? Do you guys also have like, you know, just like tweakers zooming past you, having like a full ad between you and the conversation you're having with somebody, you know, not just they got like two bikes. <laughs> anyway, shit, I'm nervous. Can you pull out what I'm working on? Okay, how much are like uh, how much time do we have up here? Um, four <laughs> total. So you have three minutes left. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Anyway, so recently I just celebrated my three-year anniversary of doing stand-up comedy. I'm more like hitting open mics in Sacramento, you know, and I'm a youngin. I'm a kid in comparison to all them old coots out there in Sac, you know? I'm 21. I'm old enough to know how to suck a cock, but not old enough to know how taxes work, which means that I've been doing stand-up comedy since I was 19 or, you know, or should I say old enough to know how to suck a cock, but not old enough to know, you know, to buy myself a drink. <laughs> but that wasn't the start of my actually doing comedy. My very first set was when I was 13 years old at my grandmother's funeral wake, just being goofy. And I was 13 years old or, you know, not old enough to know how to suck a cock, but old enough to, you know, tell you to suck mine on Xbox Live. <laughs> That's right. Okay, what else can I say? Um, I'm bisexual. I recently, I finally re mustered up the courage to come out as bisexual to everybody, my friends and family. <sighs> it's interesting being the one bisexual friend, you know, amongst a group of straight friends, because it's like all my friends are trying to fuck me now. <laughs> All my friends are, they're not trying to fuck, they're not trying to get me to fuck them, they're trying to get me to fuck them and their boyfriend. <laughs> or they're trying to get me to fuck them and their girlfriend. And I'm like, Becky, back off, you know? I can't handle, what I can't handle one ugly person in bed. What makes you think I can handle two? <laughs> Other things. Um, I'm v it's very unassuming from how I look, but I actually love golf. I love playing <laughs> golf, you know? I don't play basketball. <laughs> I love golf, but I had this one annoying guy. He was like, "Oh, like I see you work. I see you working your thing. You out there on the golf course looking for a sugar daddy." And I'm like, "Bitch, I am my own sugar daddy. The fuck? <laughs> You're out here looking for mommy and any woman unfortunate enough to open her legs and stick around for you. How's that any different?" Or is that, or that's just what marriage is? Am I right, lady? Am I right, lady? <laughs> anyway, um, my final joke. Uh, I'm from Sacramento, 
and Sacramento is one of the most ethnically diverse cities in the country. I don't know how much that joke can stand up here in San Francisco, because we're in San Francisco, you know? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm a walking reflection of this fact. You know, my father is half Tongan and Japanese. My mother is half Jamaican and Puerto Rican. You know, my father's made up of both Pacific Islands. My mother's made up of both Atlantic Islands. You know, I'm product of both Pacific and Atlantic Islander. So I guess you could say that makes me a very specific Islander. <laughs> and nothing unites these four families of four different races better than telling me that I shouldn't date white men. <laughs> you know, the first time I brought, my mom is a super conservative Catholic woman and my dad, he's like some shaka bra, hang loose hippie dude. The first time I brought a white boy home, my mom was just livid. She was like, wow, what is this? Uh, what is this? You, what are you, I raised you better to bring home a white boy. What did I tell you? Never trust a white man, white devil. B never trust blue eyes and blonde hair devil. And then my dad, he just looked at her and he was like, my dad, he's so chill. He was like, never trust big brown eyes and a big brown butt. <laughs> Don't listen to her, girl. Do whatever you want. As long as he has money and a car, then you should be good. Anyway, uh, how much time do I got? All right, that's it. Yeah, thank you. Baladasi, everyone! Yay! Yay. Um, we've got comment. I have I have one really positive comment that comment that one the joke structure in your writing is really great. That first one where you built um, with the ages and going down and then the punchline built up to that Xbox punch at the end. It's just, it's really good. And like, I didn't, I, I, I watched it sort of like unfold and I was just like, wow, it's, it was really, it was a well structured <laughs> joke and I enjoyed it. And it had, it paid off the whole way through, you know, like mm -hmm. beginning, middle ends, each one of them was its own little joke, its own little punchline that built to that last one, and it was just so. You're um, good writing. Yeah, great job. Seriously, like amazing job, Pam's the structure comments. Like you do a great job writing. I think one comment is with your delivery. Yeah. Like tighten it up a little bit. Like really hit those punchlines because you would say the punchline and kind of like even back up from the mic a little bit, so it kind of got a little <laughs> lost in the fray. But hit it, hit it, and then look us in the eye, right? Like make sure we got it. Because um, with the like the 19 to 21, like you can suck a dick, but you can't drink. Like that one, like funny in itself, but like I think that one needed a punchline. Like, you know, yeah. can suck a dick, but I can't wash the taste of it out of my mouth with a hard drink. Like oh, something yeah. like that. Um, oh, the Xbox line was hysterical. That was awesome. Uh, you had another joke about being bisexual that like everyone wants to fuck you. And you just got to put emphasis on all, all my friends want to fuck me. All of them. Like really <laughs> draw out. All, I don't know. I can't just read your read writing. Just read <laughs> Can you just talk like a normal human being? Thank you. Anyways, um, the whole golf thing is really great. And I, you know, you talk about like they're accusing you of looking for a sugar daddy on the pitch or whatever it is. Yeah. And be like, do you know how much tea time costs? Like I paid for this myself, like at the clubhouse. Like you can talk about how much golf <laughs> takes to play. Like I'm here alone. I can afford this. Um, and then my last note was uh, you close on that. Uh, you close on this great great line about how what brings all of your like backgrounds all the cultures together is not being able to date white men unless yes. he has money like that's yes. that is such a good punchline it was the same thing that you kind of like stepped back from it but that is such a great close like no white men unless he's got money yes. like really hit that one but great job great job nice to meet you nice to meet y'all <laughs> <laughs>
This paper towel reads, I finally mustered up the courage to have sex with a hot dog. So that's one. Yes. yes. That wasn't going to be my comment, but I'm glad we're going to get diversity of opinions. Um, I just really loved the, like, the fact that it was suck a cock and not suck a dick. Like, there was something so proper and, like, almost yes. British in the way that you said dicks, that. I don't suck I suck cock. Okay? Yeah, like... Uh. I just love that. I don't like, have the, a pussy. I have a cunt. <laughs> I just love that detail so much. Um, and I forget with the, with the, like, I knew how to suck a cock, but, like, not how to pay taxes or something. Did you, like, combine those at one point? Like, that's where I thought you were going to go was, like, but I was smart enough to know that if I suck a cock, someone else will pay my taxes. I don't know. That's, just, that's probably better. <laughs> I've been using that one for a while. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that one, though. That's good. Or like the combo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the the other thing I would say is I loved your act out of your your mom and your dad at the end. Like more act outs because you're great at them. Yeah. All right, put your hands together, everybody, for Paula DC. Yay! All the way for far away. Yay! Tonight is really different. Usually, like last week, everyone was gone by now. I just everyone came tonight. It was really crazy. Uh, clap your hands. For your next, keep taking notes and being specific and awesome and uh, laugh wildly at your next comedian, Dave Rodriguez. All righty, hello. How's everybody doing? Whenever I go to parties, I like to do this dance. I don't know what to call it. This lady told me to call it the double hand job. I was like, no thanks, mom. I'm like, who gives hand jobs like this? That would hurt. I'm like, that would hurt. She's like, well, mijo, I. I'm like, mom, no! Don't tell me. You made me a torta earlier. And I just ate a pizza that you handed me. Fuck. Alrighty. Um, anybody have tattoos here? I know Dane does, right? Dane has one. Is it down there? Or? I'm just kidding, sorry. Yeah, I feel like if I were to get a tattoo, I would really regret it. I'd be like, uh, you know, I didn't like Sharknado that much. Um, also, uh, my neighbor's dog is cool, but you know, I, I didn't need his paw print. I still need to return him shit. Yeah, I, like location is also pretty important for a tattoo. You know, you know I'd be like, hey, mom, I got, t I got a tattoo of your face. Want to see it? Mom was like, mijo, that's not nice. <laughs> uh, moving on. <clears throat> yeah, I like to tell my mom like some jokes. She's always like, mijo, you're so cute. I'm like, mom, I'm trying to be funny, fudge, man. I'm not trying to be cute. I told my grandma, my abuelita, that I want to be a comedian. She's like, oh, you want comida? Okay, I'll make you a quesadilla. <laughs> I'm like, no, Nana, God, sure, I'll take it, I'll take it, yeah. Just extra, extra cheese, please. Queso ranchero. Yeah, I love my grandma. She's actually from like the hood, man. It's pretty scary. If you, <clears throat> just a word of advice: if you like birds, uh, don't go to dangerous neighborhoods. Fuck. I went to a park one time and uh, I saw a flock of birds, so I called them. 
but a flock of fools showed up instead. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I tried calling a wood. I tried calling a woodpecker, but Woody and Hector showed up. I was like, <laughs> I called the hummingbird, but the homies heard. <laughs> so they show up. They pull up like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm sorry, Esses. I'm sorry. They're like, yeah, fool. Don't do that again. Big Bird, Big Bird's not in town. Do not check our tweet, tweet, tweet. Follow us on Twitter. Um, you know, uh, Tupac, right? Like, I'm not really a fan of him. I don't, I don't like him. Not... <laughs> he, he didn't mention my city in California love. He said from Diego to the Bay, I'm from the border, man. I'm from Tijuana, that's Baja California still, right? Like, that's California, the name. It's, it's a disgrace. But yeah, Muni Radio, I feel like this is every like GTA like radio station looks like inside. <laughs> it's beautiful though, it's a compliment. <clears throat> um, but huh. I guess that's uh I guess that's it for tonight. Uh please follow me on OnlyFans. My name is <laughs> Thank you everybody. David Rodriguez everyone Yay Super funny stuff. Um, your yeah. act outs are amazing. Like yeah. the dance moves, the all of the different accents were spot on, and and that your uh, demeanor is so different than the act out. It's such a nice like juxtaposition because you're you're kind of like this chill guy, and then all of a sudden you do this like crazy kick in the cool voice, and it just and then you go right back and forth, and so that's really fun to watch. Yeah, and the yeah. whistle even it's like you're like a Disney whistler. <laughs> um, yeah. That all my stuff is positive. Other comments? But doesn't he sound like in Cinderella? Like, like you sound like a Disney film. Like no, I just, I just wanted to come and shower you in compliments as well. That was awesome. That was like, you've really got something. Like, just your timing is really good. Your energy, the way you act things out, your impressions. Like, you've really got something. That was awesome, dude. Well done. Cool. I thought that there was a real bird that was in the, the station. Mm. And you made that... <laughs> I th it was real. Gracias. It's awesome. He's got a future in voiceovers. Good stuff. Hey, everybody, clap your hands wildly for David Rodriguez. Yay! Sometimes we can't help. It's just, you know, everything's good. <laughs> uh, your next comedian didn't put a last name, and I don't remember it, but I should, and I feel like a jerk. But everybody put your hands together for Dane! That sounds like music that uh, old white people at cocktail parties listen to. What was that, some Bach or something? Some Vivaldi? Um, I, uh, you guys ever see those uh, warnings before Adult Swim shows? The following is for mature audiences only. Yeah. How do they manage to make the word, ma the words, the word mature mean exactly the opposite of what it means? You know, the word has a meaning, right? I get the need for a warning, but really, are we calling South Park mature? I mean, come on. 
But uh, what if they played that warning and, you know, they took the word mature literally and they turned on, like, Citizen Kane or something? All the stoned college kids watching would be like, whoa, this really is mature content, man. I do not understand this at all. Rosebud. <laughs> I don't like when I can feel things going on inside my body. You know when that happens? You can feel like some digestion happening or something. Uh, I like to pretend that I'm just flesh all the way through, like a clay figure. Like I'm just flesh all the way down. I don't like anything happening inside me. Um, you know Motley Crue has that song, Shout at the Devil? Metal is a genre full of so many, you know, violent graphic descriptions of things. And uh, the best thing that Motley Crue can come up with to uh, do with the devil is to shout at him. <laughs> I think the devil's seen worse than shouting. <laughs> Motley Crue is like, yas, queen, clap back at the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think you can probably handle it. <laughs> um, I just moved to uh, Sacramento recently, and uh, I was lamenting how difficult uh, it's going to be to make friends because, uh, you know, the pandemic is going on and everything. But uh, I have a park near my house, and I was thinking, you know, the park is sort of a real-life uh, social network, but it has the same problem as, in, you know, a real social network, you know, that I look like I just want to sell people drugs. No one wants to be friends with me because I look like I just want to sell them drugs. <laughs> Fucking narcs don't want any drugs. Have you guys ever heard of the drug Jankum? You make it uh, out of human feces. And uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's the perfect drug for comedians, I think, because it lets you get high and smell like shit for free. <laughs> it's a drug that you make yourself. You know, a lot of comedians are out here paying a lot of money to get high and smell like shit. You know, you can... Save a little money, jank them. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> we're uh, we're trying our best. Um, I uh, I had a girl over uh, for a one night stand recently, and uh, she when she went to the bathroom, she uh, took the toilet paper that was vertical on the roll uh, and moved it like back on the roll how it's meant to go, supposedly, and it just really hurt, you know, because it's like. She didn't call me back, and it's like, oh, damn, you're too good for me in the bedroom and in the bathroom? <laughs> Fuck, dude. All right, that's it for me. Yay, Dane. Hooray. Uh, oh, good, Peter's got comments. I only have one comment. I love that shout at the devil, and I think that you could have, like, five of those. There's got to be a bunch of ways. You could just... It's it's a really funny premise, and I once you said it, I was like, that's really funny. And then your what your one of them was cute, but I just thought you could write like five more of those. Mm, and I thanks, laugh and laugh. I will. Yeah, I loved like the deadpan delivery on the Yas Queen thing there. I feel like more like like more of those like deadpan punch things like that. Um, the other thing was I got lost, I got lost in the mature bit. I feel like it might just be easier to follow if you just are like, I was watching South Park and there was a mature warning and you're like, South Park, that's not for mature audience. It was like, it took me a while to be like, oh, it's not mature because like South, like maybe just frame up the content up front, like what it is a little bit more clearly. And then I think it'll just, I think it'll save you time too. I think it'll get to the punch quicker there. Or yeah, I appreciate it. I tripped on that joke a little bit this time. Yeah. 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 But uh, thanks. Any other comments? 
<gasps> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dane. Yay! And I don't mean to be like rushy pants, but kind of, because we still have a bunch of people on the list. Um, okay, your next comedian, he's over there in the corner. Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. Hey, we get our, get our own bags. That's sick. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, crazy year we've had already, which I think is funny because we thought 2021 was going to be better. And then out of nowhere, uh, boom, new host of Jeopardy. <laughs> was not ready for that. Uh, I thought we were going to get this year off to a good start. But Trebek died of pancreatic cancer. That's a, that's a tough blow. Those are big shoes to fill. I can't imagine having to be the doctor who gave him that news. Uh, if I was in that position, I would have panicked. <laughs> I would have been like, uh, the rarest form of the disease happens to be the most lethal and is found in your body. <laughs> but the guy who took Trebek's shoes is like five-time champion. Uh, oh my God, what is it? Um, do you guys, it's Ken something. Oh, Jesus. Ken, Ken Jennings. I almost said Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh boy, that would be, yeah, that new Jeopardy host uh, doesn't really know much about anything, actually. Um, every time someone gets a question right, she starts clapping. Um, very, very nice butt. Um, but yeah, Ken Jennings, uh, he's like the five-time champion for Jeopardy, which that, like, that is really impressive. Um, they, they also tried honoring one of the uh, champions of high school Jeopardy recently, not nearly as impressive. Uh, I don't. I don't think those people should really be recognized at all, because they're not in a classroom. Um, if you remember that age, getting all the answers right is not the hard part about being smart in high school. Um, it's getting all the answers right without everyone calling you a bitch. <laughs> it, it's true. I. I. That's the kind of jeopardy I want to. I think we should start putting some of the popular bullies in the audience. Uh, for those kids, make them sweat a little bit, okay? Emulate a classroom environment a little bit more. Realistic high school Jeopardy would just be the host asking questions and a row of kids at the podium like, I'm not fucking answering that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I know the answer, but it's not worth it. Uh, <laughs> every time one of them got a question right, someone in the audience would just be like, gay. <laughs> um, they're legalizing drugs in a lot of states now, like full blown. Uh, like, I think Portland and Seattle just legalized, like, everything, which is pretty wild. Um, yeah. Sam, Sam's the nerd. He was too scared to do drugs back when they were cool and dangerous. <laughs> um, but I think that's good because I think it'll help us actually learn the effects that they have on us because the D.A.R.E. program sucked so bad that when you're a kid, you have to make up rules about drugs to tell your friends. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this one, but... They always said, if you do ecstasy, do not have sex, because you will ruin sex for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's a weird line to have to draw for yourself, to just be like feeling the best you've ever felt in your life, and some girl touches your thigh, and you're just like, back up, bitch. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do, ruin my life? <laughs> like, come on. Um, another one I think we should do more research on is, is acid, because... Uh, 
well, I don't know if you've ever done all that speak for itself. Uh, there's a lot of uh, effects. I'll try to. I, I don't know the wording to this joke yet. I just need to get this out. I. They need to tell you what's going to happen. I'll. You can't explain it. I'll tell you exactly what happened to me. When I was 20, I had a favorite show on television called Psych. I don't know if you guys remember Psych. <laughs> It was on USA. It was about these two cops. They pretended to read minds. They used to solve crimes. I thought it was hilarious. I was the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. It was very like, whoa, goofy. And then when I was 20 years old, I tried acid, and then I never laughed at that show again. That's, that's all. Something happened. All right, thank you very much. My name is Kyle. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Yay. Comments? Yeah, Peter's got comments. Yay! Um, I loved your energy, like right there at the very end. I feel like you, like you were just very, like not in your head, and like I mean, it was good throughout too. But like there was just like this sudden, like burst of energy that I just loved because it was like so off the cuff. Um, uh, I loved the like Alex Trebek as a like the playing back, the like it's the rarest type of this disease. Um, was the Kendall Jenner bit like was that just like? on the fly did you do that or were you okay yeah yeah. because yeah. i was gonna say like i love the idea of it being like kendall jenner and she's just clapping at everything yeah yeah um and it's so i was like if you just accident. thought that up on the fly like that's yeah. a great bit i would yeah. like nope. go that further nope. um and then the other thing i would say is like as you were fumbling around with like oh i think his name was like ken something like the only thing i kept thinking is like of course the like champion of jeopardy is named ken like that's such a like name of someone right. who's good at jeopardy like right. ken like if you told me it was like you know dave something too i've been like sure that sounds like the person who won jeopardy so like maybe that's e another. everybody knows though ken jennings is super famous See, like he, that's he has, what I he's thought. won millions and millions of dollars yeah. on yeah. jeopardy it's N phenomenal no he's one has known answer. this though like winner, and he's though, so fast like a similar -ish the, name to ken and i don't know what it is but i hope that's true because that that a planned accident depends on someone else in the audience knowing. Yeah. No one is known yet. No, that's I know who Ken Jennings. Yeah, is. me too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Ian, quick, because we've got to we've okay. got to get through this yeah, list. Yeah. Uh, two things: the Jeopardy joke with the with the high schoolers. You could be like, you know, when they when they write something on the thing, and then like the, you reveal it, and then all the contestants were true penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be too easy, but I think that'd be funny. And no, then that's, I, no. I like the I like the idea, the acid joke, where it just ruins things. And right. two ideas came to me: is like they should have like a food menu for drugs, where it tells you what the drug will do to you. And then another thing was like. Oh, and then I just watched. Uh, I mean, like I did acid, and I and I watched something just so I had a reason to hate it or something. Like almost like you want to hate something, right? So you do uh, like that kind of idea. I don't know how you could twist it, but that's just all I had. Cool. For that one. Yeah, but good job though. Thank you. Yay, Kyle Morrissey! Yay! Yay! And then yay! Okay, I have questions. Questions. Is Quatemox still here? Yes. Okay, he needs to come in. Is Mr. Weed still here? Is Mike Bond still here? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, so um, you guys are all kind of up soon, so if you want to be here, you should probably be here. Because um, there's only a little bit of time left, so we're going to cut out the comments and just let you do sets so that everybody can get time. And so tell the people like Bonds and them all to come in. And also, your next comedian, he's been giving, he's been paying attention to everyone all night and giving really, really great comments. And so it would be nice for him to have an audience, too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Yay! Yeah. 
Oh my god, Mutiny Radio. Why are there so many people here tonight? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Pam, did you tell everyone that you were going to pass out stimulus checks or something? Like, why do we suddenly have so many people? Like, just to be clear, Pam Benjamin runs this shop, okay? <laughs> At best, the handout you're getting is like a gourmet edible. <laughs> Oh, the irony. It's like this whole time we've been starved for a crowd, and then we finally have one. It's like, I want you nowhere near me. <laughs> I have been sitting in this seat the entire time watching people just peep out the, the window. I'm like, should I be scooping free samples of the salted caramel for you? Like... <sighs> Like, is this Black Friday outside of the Best Buy in line to get a PlayStation 5? Like, what's what's going on here? Uh, there's, there's such a crowd of people except when I come on to perform. Uh, no, give it up for uh, Mutiny Radio, the uh, Monday night decision this week that I could not have regretted more. Uh, and that's saying something, considering last Monday I performed at Alameda. No, I, I love that mic, but it's just like, I don't know, stand-up has brought us to like really low places, example. But, you know, like... I'm sorry, there, I need to draw the line at when you're performing stand-up comedy at a kindergartner's t-ball practice. <laughs> the coach is in the background like, Tommy, go for third base. I'm like, damn it, coach, that's my punchline. <laughs> no, I don't mean to shit on Mutiny Radio. Give another round of applause for Pam Benjamin and all that she's done for us. <laughs> Pam is like, I just want to get out of here so quickly. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Uh, give it up for Mutiny Radio. Give it up for Weed. How about that, huh? Yeah, yeah. A stand-up comedian doing a bit about getting high. This will be super original. <laughs> no, after Mutiny on Friday, I got so high. I just took one of those gourmet edibles from Pam Benjamin. And I started watching the BBC. <laughs> and the entire time I was like, oh, my God, I'm listening to British people talking. <laughs> And then I wrote down in all capital letters, do more bits about coming out of the closet. <laughs> it will get you booked more. All right, apparently it won't. <laughs> and then uh, I, I wrote that down, and then I realized that I was still listening to British people talking. And I was like, oh my god, I'm listening to British people talking. <laughs> and then I just started jamming out to like, Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. You remember that song from the 80s? Where she's like, ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Like, do you know where heaven isn't right now? Earth. Okay. I am every day standing outside of the Walgreens waiting for some stranger to shoot me up in the arm. That's not heaven. That's Turk and Eddie. <laughs> okay, any other year you're like, you have a problem, mister in the tenderloin. But see, this is the thing about the tenderloin that like, maybe the politicians just don't know it's broken. Like, have we considered that? That, like, maybe one of us just needs to take the initiative of, like, I don't know, like, submit a ticket to IT 
or like call customer service. Just be like, hey, there's like 12 blocks that need a little attention. Um, no, I'm going to leave you there because uh, I've already stayed here about an hour longer than I intended to. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yay. I loved all your new jokes and I knew they were new and they were great. Yay. And I love Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Quatemoc. Yay! Oh my God, what kind of music were we listening to? It's like divorce music going on. Like, what the fuck? He left me. Okay. Um, let me see. I feel like, well, I'm kind of mad today because I was supposed to go on a date, but the girl flaked on me. I'm kind of like, I'm not mad, but I'm just like, you know, you could have given me a heads up. I think we should make a new law. If, if you're on a date, you should put that on your taxes. You know what I mean? Like, I just trimmed my pubes. I got a fresh haircut. I got a new outfit. Put that on my taxes. You feel me? For ladies, you got your nails done, your hair done. You got the Brazilian wax. The guy didn't show up. Or he has a small PP. Put that on your taxes. Okay. Uh, I like watching midgets drinking out of a tall can. <laughs> See, these are just, you know, whatever. We all know about the famous street, Lombard Street, where it's just all crooked and, you know, it's all zigzag, Lombard Street. I feel bad for people to look for parking. Yeah, right? See? And imagine you're like, oh, Grandma, good luck for finding parking. Good luck. Okay. Uh, I decided to put some photos up on my wall because I'm scared to get old timers. Uh, I put some <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I decided to put f uh, photos of me, my mother, and my grandmother in Hawaii, you know, at the beach, just saying, like, what's up? I have a photo of me doing stand-up comedy. I'm like, what's, you know, like, what's up? I'm doing comedy. And the last photo I'm going to put is me having a threesome with two chicks. <laughs> so I'll never forget. Um, when I call somebody, when I call somebody, they never call, call me back. The only time I get a call back is when I do stand-up comedy. I never seen a Native American going bald. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna check that one. That was okay. There's a there's no soul food in San Francisco. There's actually one soul food restaurant that's famous. It's called Har right? And it's owned by Asian people, right? And I broke down the name Har H K, Hong Kong. Okay, no. Ah, here's a theory. Ah, okay. A lot of people are dying from COVID-19, but imagine when COVID's over with, a lot of people are going to even die even more because they're going to fucking not wear condoms and shit and just uh, take chances. Uh, what else? My name is Guatemo, but in English it means eagle, so you guys can call me eagle, you know. Uh, my experience, eagle too much. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> Welcome to the open mic, man, you know. Critique me. <laughs> What's up, man? You look like a fucking bandito, man. Like, I don't know. You look like Walker, Texas Rangers, like, stunt double, man. I just want to, like... Sanfrito? Do habla o no? Ah, tu sabes nada, papá. Do habla o no? Una Nicoya? Argentino? No! Oh, wow, wow. I've been to Colombia. You know what's funny? I have a crazy Colombia. I went to uh, Bogota and... I went to Carnival, and that Carnival sucked, man. You think, like, it sucked, because, like, the, I'm going to tell you why. 
So me and my brother, me and my my brother's Colombian. I'm not Colombian, but I I love Colombians. I know, I know. <laughs> but the funny part is, there there are Colombians that look like him though. They're Colombia's weird because they have blacks, they got whites, they even got chinitos, which Chinese people. I was like, what the heck? So in Colombia, in Carnival, there was Nazis. It was the weirdest shit ever. They were like, "Vivo Colombia, hi Hitler!" Right? Yeah, I swear to God, it was weird. And I love Colombia because I talked to the police, like, "Hey man," in Spanish, but I had to say it in English, like, "Hey man, you know, I don't like this. Here's two hundred dollars, American. Go beat their ass." So, in Colombia, the cops beat the shit out of uh, at the Nazis, and that's why I love Colombia. So, and I also I chew a lot of cocoa leaves out there, so it was hella dope. All right, guys, my name is Eagle, a.k.a. Cuauhtemo. Give it up for Pam. Give it up for everybody. One love. Get fucked up. One. Yay. Cuauhtemo. Yay. Uh, No, we we have a couple comics left, and we're just not doing comments anymore and just doing sets. So just because we've run out of time. Mr. Weed's still here. I don't see him. Mr. Weed left? Oh. Did he? I mean, that's kind of a bummer that... Well, you didn't tell me that. Whatever. All right, Sam, you're up. Put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay! <laughs> I just want to clarify, I am not Colombian. <laughs> just wanted to get that out there. How you guys doing? Are you guys uh, essential workers? Make some, make some claps. Do some noise if you're essential workers. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Well, my non-essential workers, how about a round of applause for the essential workers in the room? Thank you, it's good. Lest we forget, we must congratulate them at all times. I'm not bitter, you're bitter. No, it's just that I used to be a masseuse and then COVID came around and then these electronic back massagers started, you know, automating my job. You know, which is like, and they warned us about this, that one day robots would come along and take our jobs and fuck our wives. They, w- they would, the robots would fuck our wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, shit, what else, what else, what else, let me, uh, let me bust out the old notes here. I bet you if I, if I wasn't holding a beer, this would look a lot smoother right now, but now I just look drunk. I'm looking through my notes here. Uh, what I, oh, yeah, I just found out my mom got type 2 autoerotic anaphylaxis. Autoerotic anaphylaxis. You guys know what that is? All you got to do is you got to separate it by words. So type 2, she got it later in life. <coughs> autoerotic means she likes to jerk off in the car. Uh And anaphylaxis, she got a peanut allergy, so she likes to do all that while eating a peanut butter sandwich. Well, I'm in the car, you know. Doctors, doctors don't say she's got long to live. But anyways, hey, my mom's in the audience here tonight. Mom, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind clapping. Thank you. She's, I'm still getting a ride home, right, Mom? <laughs> I, need, I, I normally need more than one woman who's not Pam for that joke to work. But uh, hey, I just found out my sister's pregnant. <laughs> what are you clapping for? I'm not the father. Ah, uh, no, I can't do that. Jo- oh, that's a fucked up joke. I wrote that one today, but it basically is like she's pregnant because of rape, because she raped somebody. It doesn't really work when I explain the joke, but it, wor- it in my head, I thought it was funny that my 80-pound sister could rape someone and have a kid from it. 
but I'm not going to do that one. I'm not going to do that one. Instead, I'm just going to I'm going to tell you about her a little bit. She, you know, she's a skater. She's pregnant. And the doctors are telling her you can't keep skating while you're pregnant. Her boyfriend's a skater, and his idea of being supportive is to buy her uh, one of those baby on board stickers. You know, so all she got to do is tray flip for the car behind her to realize that she's with child. But that that's not too safe, you know. But I am glad that she's getting her life together because I'm tired of going home for the holidays and my mom, you know, yelling at us like, "When am I getting grandchildren out of you two? And then we got to be like, "Hey, mom." If we did that, they'd probably come out a little fucked up. You know? My sisters don't like that joke. I got more than one sister. I won't tell you which one doesn't like it. It's the ugly one. She doesn't like it. But I gotta be like, hey, relax. You know, that one's not about you. You're... I would never have sex with you. You're hideous. Yeah, she hates that one. Um... But yeah, my you know my whole family's a little bit screwed up. I think the reason all the kids are screwed up is because my dad used to put a lot of talcum powder on his nuts. I don't know if you've heard about talcum powder. It's not good for you. Johnson & Johnson got taken for a whole lot of money because of this shit. You know, they got sued. It's not good for you. And uh, well, what he used to do before, before we were all born is he used to just put a lot of talcum powder on his nuts, and I think that it seeped through the, so the scrotal wall, excuse me, and, you know, infected the sperm. I think what happened was one day he uh, and he woke up, showered, dried off, and caked his nuts in intensively with talcum powder, and then went and had sex with my unprotected sex with my mother in their favorite spot, the vagina. And uh, you know, six and a half months later, I was born. But uh, yeah, the talcum powder screwed us up. I also used to do it in front of us. That also is the reason we're screwed up. But, uh, yeah. All right. I was, uh, was walking around with a, w I was walking around the city the other day with a mug. I don't know, I guess I bought a mug or something. But I was walking around, you know, I was like pretending I lived in the neighborhood. Just kind of like hay neighboring people with my mug. Because a mug is about the safest thing you can have in a neighborhood. It lets people know that, you know, you're like, you live around there. Nothing like a handle on a drinking receptacle lets people know that you're safe, that you're in their tax bracket, probably. But I was walking around with this mug when I realized, hey, I could probably follow that guy right in his apartment building, right over there. So I did. The guy was walking. He was uh, moving shit into his apartment. And I just paced it, like, real slow. And I just followed him right into his apartment building. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and he looked at the mug, and he goes, just move in. Like, this guy knows everybody in the fucking building, right? And I go, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great, great building. Great, beautiful building you have here. Basement smells a little celery. <laughs> but, uh, good. And he goes, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it's funny that the property manager didn't notify us of a new tenant moving in. And I said, yeah, that's because, uh, well, I was going to, uh, illegally I had to tell everyone myself, I was just going to tell everyone myself because legally I have to tell everyone in the building because I'm a sex offender. Because I live here. I live here. Uh, anyways, I took every Amazon package in the lobby. <laughs> got, a, got a copy of the literary adaptation of the movie Pearl Harbor. 
which in itself was based on a book, but there's a separate book that's based on the movie. It's separate from the original book. Got that. Got a copy of uh, Benjamin Button in reverse. It's just about a guy who gets older. It's a great... Cause it, it, I don't know if you know, know the movie Benjamin Button, but it's the first scene is a disgustingly old guy who gets born from a beautiful young woman's pussy. Can I say that? Vagina? <laughs> Vagina. But, in the, but in the, in, when you watch that movie backwards... The final scene is a beautiful culmination of this old guy who crawls into his mother's vagina to die. <laughs> Anyways, that's been my time. Thank you. Hope we got that in. Yay, Sam Carroll, yay. You really start cooking there at the end. All right, your last comedian of the night. Everyone's been so patient. Uh, put your hands together for Mike Bonds, yay! not going to come up here and raw dog the mic like old Sam over there did, but, you know, just raw dogging up in here. No respect for COVID. Just no respect for COVID, man, you know? Yeah. Anyway, guys, anyway. Um, shit, I didn't, I'm, I'm, I didn't get up here to talk about a lot of shit, but I got something to talk about some shit, you know? Um, Heard that uh, schools are opening back up pretty soon, you know? Read in the news today. Yeah, I know, right? It's funny, too. Schools are opening up again. It's like uh, now it's going to be a cesspool of germ kids running around the school again, you know? <laughs> pretty cool, you know? And I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they shouldn't open back up schools because, you know, in reality, kids are getting stupider these days, you know? <laughs> you know? I'm not saying kids are getting stupider, but, you know, they're always stupid, so, you know. I was talking to a kid the other day, man, and uh, the kid didn't even know how to spell his name, you know. <laughs> it's like, man, these schools need to open back up soon, man, you know. And it's funny, they got these kids working at these fast food restaurants now, not even knowing how to count and shit. School's been closed for like a year and shit. It's fucked up, man. But anyway. Um, uh, shit, I don't want to get up here and talk about much. Uh... I didn't have too much material written down, so I'm just going to freestyle tonight. <laughs> what do you think, man? It's all right. Uh, yeah, I guess being the only black guy in here, I'll talk about some white people that I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because I guess this is like, you know, being here on a Monday night, mutiny radio, you know, it's, it's some white people shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. But anyway. Um, so yeah, you guys know about white privilege in here? No? No? Okay. No, I figured that. But um, yeah, I got a, I was asking my buddy about white privilege the other day, man, and he told me that there's he knew nothing of a thing that existed. I was like, wow, dude. But it's crazy because he's a Christian too. So <laughs> I'm like, damn, white privilege, Jesus, kind of the same thing, right? I don't know, I just thought of that joke. Anyway, I didn't think of too many jokes, guys. I'm just going to get off the stage here. And, uh, yeah, you guys have been a fun audience. Thank you. Yay, Mike Bonds, yay, yay. Well, I don't have to do jokes. I, I, have, I do too many jokes anyways. You can come see me on Wednesday at Asiento and Friday here and Saturday at Atlas. And 
Uh, the new show is going to be at the Willows, and then there's another one that's going to be up on 29th and Noe. I don't know what it's called yet. It might be too much for me to handle. We're going to see. Uh, but I'll keep trying. You can always donate to Mutiny Radio, all one word, at Venmo. I want to thank all the comedians that donated tonight. Ugh, I hope they did. You can never tell. I'm just so terrible at asking for money. I have. I feel like, well, whatever. I'm not going to do jokes. Okay. Thanks for being here. This was like a crazy night. Like, there were tons of people, and I did not expect it. So that's good, I guess. Okay. Bye. To patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. 
Choke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. St. Valentine's Day Mascara streaming live on Facebook Sunday, February 14th 11 a.m. An International Affair hosted by Ms. Noir. Do you crave a carnal Are you longing for some lecherous lines? Is it seduction from a sultry song that you're seeking? Or would you rather be ravished by a woman and drive? Care to venture a little voyeuristic versification with this lyrical libertine? Or could this haunting words meant maybe with an appetite for an allegorical adultery? Why not slake your literary lustings in a personal one-on-one? St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. 14th of February 2021. 11am PST Facebook Live. A date for everyone. Hosted by Ms. Noir. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, 
I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor.